0: is good <laughs> yeah there's a there's a response that uh in the christian world um when that phrase god is good is stated the 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 reply back tends to be all the time it's just kind of a, a known thing universally so i'm going to say it again god is good all the time. there we go <laughs> and all the time? God is, God is good, yeah. Well, this God is good, and you see it in the logo of our slides, has become something of a series for us, and I'm, I'm excited about it. I want to talk this morning about God is still doing great things. God is still doing great things here's my opening scripture okay we'll have it on the screen and for you that are viewing or joining us via live stream here it is for I am about to do something new everybody say new New. say it again I am about to do something new now watch it this next word see I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. You might be thinking, well, I don't see anything. In fact, what I see is my wilderness and my wasteland. We've got to change the way we see. Look up here at me. Say this. I've got to change the way I see. Now, circumstantially, in the, quote, natural, you might be seeing wilderness, you might be experiencing wasteland, but here's what God invites us to do. He's doing something new and that something new isn't just out there with our circumstances, it's something new in me that will cause me to see beyond my circumstances. He's doing something with me in my sight in the realm of what I choose to focus my thoughts on. See Jeff, I'm doing something new in you. I'm going to give you the ability to see past what you're experiencing. I'm going to give you the ability to see beyond your wasteland. Very important. And throughout scriptures, we read of God doing something really awesome. He does really awesome stuff. From the parting of the Red Sea to the miracles that Jesus performed. We're constantly reminded of God's power and his love. And one of the reasons that we gather here at Genesis is because of our our shared understanding that God is, God was, and God always will be in the business of doing great things. And sometimes I think in the rush of our routine, our daily lives, we forget this truth. Even in our present daily circumstances, with challenges and anxieties and uncertainties, it's easy for us to wonder, is God still doing great things? Is God doing anything great in my life? All right, everybody. This is a participate, okay? I want you all to stand up. Keep your burrito in your hand, just stand up. It won't take you long. Everybody stand up, say this. I want everybody to affirm this together. They're at home, get up off the couch, stand up where you're seated, all right, here we go. Stand up, you're gonna have to adjust the camera, I'm sure. Follow me now. God is doing great things. I want you to say that out loud. God is doing great things, sit down. see, God's nature is unchanging. The God of the past is still the God of today. Look at this. For I, the Lord, do not change. I, the Lord, do not change. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Think of some of the great things that God has done. He formed life, he created galaxies, planets, the stars, microscopic organisms, the intricate ecosystem, human consciousness, the ability for us to think, to reason, to create, to have emotions. In fact, the psalmist said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. He brought a whole nation of people out of bondage who were in servitude to another nation and another king. Wrote a whole book about it called Exodus. The Exodus. See, and and it's not so much about all the literal things, how they happened, when they happened, where they happened, all that. God's sending you a message. No matter what's going on in your life circumstantially. He will bring you out. He will deliver you from and set you free. God is still doing great things. Just like He did in the scripture as we read. Parting the Red Sea. What are your circumstances? Is there anything? going on in your life that's bigger than what they faced in the Red Sea. I mean, it, there was a sea there, they couldn't, the, the nation of Israel, the, the, the leader of Israel, the Pharaoh of Egypt, excuse me, not Israel, the Pharaoh of Egypt and his armies were chasing them. He was going to catch them and slaughter them. And in front of them was just water, as far as they could see. Do you feel like that? Is that what's going on maybe in your life right now? And you look behind you, and what's coming is bad. It's bad. You know what? God will part the water in front of you. God will make a way where there is no way. God is going to make a way where there is no way. It seems impossible. Jesus turned water into wine, we looked at that last week, he raised Lazarus from the dead, he opened blind eyes, he fed the multitudes, scripture says 5,000, it was easily 10 to 20 with the men, and uh, excuse me, the women and the children, because it says 5,000 men, well you know there were some ladies there, and you know some of those men and, uh, and ladies had had babies, It's not the particular story and all the nuances of the facts of how and when and why and where. It's that he's still, those are all examples of God's nature, God's character, that he's still feeding the 5,000 today. He's still opening blinded eyes. He's still raising the dead. What's dead in your life? God is going to raise it. Where are you blind to new possibilities? God's going to give you sight. You see, God's character is love and grace and mercy, and it's unshakable, and if he's done great things before, why do we think he won't keep doing them? That's the testimony of Scripture. He's going to continue to do them now. That's his character, and I think I know why we question that, because of these two big issues. Number one, God's wrathful. He's trying to catch me doing something wrong. He doesn't really like me. He wants to spank me. He wants to catch me doing something wrong and clobber me. Or I'm not worthy. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18 and 19. Watch this. All this is from God. Who reconciled us. Who reconciled us. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. God can't even remember your sins. The prophet wrote, As far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our sin from us and will remember it no more. Now, if God can't remember your sin, why are you recalling it? Why do you spend time recalling failures that God has forgotten? Why do you go to God confessing sin that he's already removed as far as the east is from the west and he can't remember it? You go, I, uh, sometimes we go and we confess sins and God says, what's that? <laughs> really? I faintly remember something about the, but I had forgotten that because I had removed it already. In Christ, In Christ I'm reconciled to God watch this not counting their trespasses against them John 14 verse 8 how could you ask me to show you the Father for anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father if you look at Jesus you see God's character When you see Jesus loving, healing, opening the eyes of the blind, forgiving, holding, loving children, when you see Jesus doing that, that is God. There's no difference. Don't separate God from Jesus. God looks like Jesus. God has always looked like Jesus. There's never been a time where God didn't look like Jesus. We haven't always known it, but now we do. Here's the mirror translation of 2 Corinthians 5 and 19. Jesus did not act independently of the Father. Watch, God was present in Christ when they reconciled the total cosmos to themselves. You mean, Jeff, does that include that neighbor of mine who's so, who's so what? Yeah, I know, sometimes it's hard. You mean that person at work that I work for that I just wanna smash him in the face, right? (laughs) Yeah, that might be your Red Sea. That might be your blind eye. That might be your right. <laughs> that might be your lame limb that God needs to heal. Or right, right. I understand. I get it. Been there, done that. Been with those people. Served under those kind of people. God was present in Christ when He reconciled even your manager to Himself. God was in Christ when he reconciled your neighbor to himself. God was in Christ when he reconciled that murderer to himself. Now see, here's the deal. Even while every human being is reconciled to God, because some cannot see it and refuse to see it, they might lose their life on this earth early as a fruit or a result of what they sow because what you sow you will reap so if you sow death and you sow murder and you sow stealing and you sow anger and you're going to reap death of those things and your life on this earth will be shortened but that does not change God's love for you and the fact that you are reckoned. Turn to somebody, just turn to somebody, even especially somebody you don't like. Just look at him right now. Turn to somebody you don't like right now and, and tell them, you old oh, rotten thing, God's reconciled you. He loves you. I wish you could see that. Here's the rest of the verse in the mirror translation. Deity and humanity embraced. God's act of reconciliation takes every other conclusion out of the equation. No amount of trespasses can match God's evaluation of the human race. Look at this, redeemed friendship is now announced. Where? Where, where, where is redeemed friendship with God announced? Where are you going to hear it? From the preacher? From a sermon, from the radio, from a book? No, within you. That's why our opening passage says, see? I wanna change the way you think. I want you to see with new eyes. You are reconciled, you are healed. God is your lover. God has opened your blind eyes. God has healed those parts where you could not walk. The incarnation didn't separate the Father from the Son and the Spirit. We think that when Jesus came to this earth somehow he he came as a separated being. Colossians 2 9 says, in him dwells the fullness of deity in a human body. As a human person, absolutely, Jesus did feel the agony of mankind on the cross. People will point to Psalm 22. Let me show you the passage. Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus said that when he was on the cross. Why are you so far from helping me? The psalmist continues from the words of my groaning. But see, and so people teach, God withdrew, God turned his back. What I was taught is that because Jesus became sin, God turned his back on Jesus and wouldn't even look at him. But you've gotta read the rest of the psalm that Jesus was quoting and looking at or speaking from. Verse 24 says this, he has not despised or abhorred or abhorred the afflicted of the afflicted. And he has not hid his face from him. God did not turn his face from Jesus. God did not turn his back. How could he? They're one. They're not separate. God was in Christ reconciling. So let's deal With this idea that God is angry, that I'm not worthy, God has already taken care of that. We need to see differently. Recognizing God's hand in our present circumstances is the key to God still doing great things. Now, not everything that God does is a grand spectacle, a jaw-dropping miracle. Sometimes they're in the quiet moments. Sometimes he's evident just in the ordinary. Yeah? Yeah? You think? Like what? A healed relationship, unanswered prayer. How about this? Strength to get through another day. Nina wasn't feeling well this morning, thought that she wouldn't be able to make it. I I was sad. I I was focused so I didn't get into it too much, but I was bummed. Her stomach felt queasy. And then she texted me and and said, I laid down and I, I feel better. I'm going to be coming. And I brightened up. I thought, oh, cool, great. Now, I didn't text her that back but I'm telling her right now I was delighted see uh, and, and if I felt that what do you think God feels as he moves in our midst in just little ordinary things and brings you through that day how about a sunrise what about a flower Nina planted roses this year out amongst her other flowers and they're beautiful I mean three different colors and they've been blooming all season gorgeous great big petals Ah, what a wonderful God what a one. Th- those are God still doing great things moments I look at my little dogs last night I was telling one of them Good night. I, 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 w- I was getting ready. It was late. I was getting into bed. And, and our little girl dog, she's just not very big. She makes her way up to the pillows. I mean where we lay our heads, right? And, and there's one in between Nina and myself. A- and she cir- she climbs up on top of it, circles around and circles around and circles around. And then plops down right between our two heads. And I get in bed and I lay my head down and I'm looking at her and she looks over at me and I just pet her little head. She's right up there. She's this far from me. Do you see God in that? You say, no, there's no dog sleeping in my bed. (laughs) Well, then see God see God in your dog that's pulling you down the street is so big you, you got a leash and he's dragging you all over the street as you're going to the park and barking at other dogs I don't know we've got to change the way we see because God is doing great things in the blooming flowers in the smile of a child in the breath I just took to speak that sentence Every time a person turns to God and becomes aware of God's reconciliation and they're transformed, God did another miracle. This week, one of the most difficult things happened in our church family. One of our couples, their husband just died, passed away. Unexpectedly. She's at the airport this morning picking up family. How do we reconcile that? Is God still doing great things? Can we see God in the leaving? And can we see God now in the future of what will remain? It doesn't lessen the sorrow of what we'll miss and the loss but is God still doing great things? I was walking over to the gas station from the sanctuary here I wanted to pick up a bottle of water and some mints and a truck kind of a, a a pickup with a cab on it was going by me and on the back of it in real big letters it said screw cancer <laughs> I thought yes yes and I put my hand on my back where my degenerative disc is and I've been you know telling everybody I I have a degenerative disc. I have a a degenerative disc. You know what I'm going to start saying now? Screw degenerative discs. (laughs) God, God is opening the eyes of the blind. God is healing degenerative discs. God is opening that canal. My sciatic nerve is no longer being penned. You see, even challenges must be recognized as opportunities for God's greatness to shine. A couple weeks ago, we read that passage in John 9, the man born blind, and Jesus' disciples, still operating in the old judgment, character of God, you know, God's judging, said to Jesus, Lord, who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? God said or Jesus said neither neither forget that mess that's not God then he said but so that the glory of God might be seen look what's going to happen struggles faced today are platforms for God's glory tomorrow Joseph's hardships yesterday led to his purpose and provision today David's battles early prepared him to be a king later. In every trial, anticipate a great deliverance and provision and placement to be revealed. See, it's spirit awareness. The momentary, temporary conflicts of this life don't define you. Being seated in heavenly places in Jesus does. God is doing great things now. That's our context. Here's another translation. It's called the voice of our text. Watch closely. I am preparing something new. It's now I speak. Even as I speak, and you're about to see it, I am preparing a way through the desert. Waters will flow where there's been none. You see, God's story about you is still being written. You're an instrument for the supernatural. We're hosting the presence of God. So what do I want you to do? We're going to talk about application now. You ready? Here's what I want you to do. Number one. Seek with expectancy. Every morning when you wake up, expect that God is going to show off in your life. Number two, trust amidst your trials. Challenges are temporary. Fix your eyes on Jesus during contradictions. And number three, be active in serving Let me ask you, how are you giving? How are you investing? How are you sowing your life in somebody else's? How are you giving? How are you investing in your church, in your community? This is one of the reasons we play bingo. Bingo's so exciting. He's created a whole congregation of people there. That we love, we pray for, we're involved in their lives, they've asked us to do their funerals, we've been to the movies together, we've been to meals together. <laughs> who would have known out of having a bingo session weekly? see. And there's people who do not come here that are part of bingo. We have deacons and elders and overseers at bingo. Yeah, they've never been here to this church sanctuary. This building. They're part of our bingo congregation. See, some of you have never met them. They're amazing people. God's goodness isn't limited to the pages of the past. It's alive. It's ongoing. It's all around us. All we need is to open our eyes and surrender to a greater awareness of our divine reality in Jesus. Say it with me. God is still doing great things. Say it, it's on the screen. God is still doing great things. One more time. God is still doing great things. And he promised that. Paul said as much in Ephesians chapter 3. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his power that's at work within us,